Let's see. Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, I have on a very special guest. I have Peter Catalano. Say hi, Peter. Hello, everybody. So I'm super excited to have on here. I know I have a, quite a few financial advisors, um, money talk, all this different kind of stuff, people coming on here. But I really wanted Peter on here because he has a different outlook on how to help us with our money, getting our life together with this. Um, he really focuses on our values and our core values of where we're at today and like kind of help us with our goals. And I just really thought that was really cool because to me, money is so stressful. And so where I want to go, what do I want to do with it? How do I get started? Are always like the thousand questions in my head on how I'm getting organized. And so I just feel like you really have a lot of that. And when we talked, I was just like, oh my God, this guy has to come on. He has to talk to my listeners because he knows what he's talking about. And you just had such a calmingness about it. And I just think again, going back to money, stressful goals are stressful, retirement, stressful, you know, and so just having it all together, but Again, not doing you justice. So please, Peter, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Jessica, thank you so very much for allowing me here and sharing this uh, different way of looking at it, as you said. Uh, I've been in this business since 1992. So I'm an old guy. I got some gray hair, not just for my kids. And, and, and I've learned a few things over the years, and we can expand and talk about them here with you. And one of the things I just want to share is Roy Disney, Walt's brother once said, if your values are clear, your decisions are easy. And values clarity truly does help you make smart choices about your money and really smart choices about your life. The other tidbit that we can expand upon too is I've learned over the 30 years of doing this work that goals always change, but values never do. So what I like to focus on is understanding the core values that people have and bringing uh, uh, the money in alignment with the core values. So we could go a little deeper with that if you like, but yeah, I've been doing this about 30 years. I'm married. I got four kids. Uh, I've been, I, I just, I've always been an entrepreneur all my life. I have a degree in finance and insurance, all that fun stuff. I'm a chartered life underwriter, chartered financial consultant. I've had, you know, I have all the, uh, all the technical stuff behind me, but that's the boring stuff. Let's get into the real, you know, the real stuff about, you know, how do we actually live a great life and make sure the finances are in alignment with what we want. How do you help us identify our core values? So if I came into you and I'm like, well, I guess I know values because my mindset is, do I just walk in with like my list of values to you? Or how do you help me identify some of my values? Great question. So I do what is called a financial roadmap. This is a, this is a system that was developed by a guy named Bill Backrack. I can't take ownership for developing this. Bill created it. He created it years ago and he teaches financial advisors, those who really want to practice this, he teaches them how to do the financial roadmap. And the financial roadmap is an amazing conversation and it has three main sections. Section one is the values conversation. Section two is the goals conversation. And section three is all about the money, where you're at today, just a snapshot of where you're at. No judgment, just a snapshot. So it's in the very first part of the financial roadmap where I have a, a very structured uh, conversation that helps people identify their core values. And, and, and if you really break it down, it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs in a nutshell. Now I'm not a psychologist and I don't have formal training in this, but uh, what, what I found over the years of doing these 
is that there are definitely three areas that people uh, 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 identify. Area number one, safety and security, take care of themselves. Area number two, take care of everybody else. Then area number three, which is a really hard area. People have a hard time transitioning into this when we do the roadmap. But area three is self-actualization, taking care of themselves. And it's interesting because society, in my opinion, has made it taboo to say, well, it's about me. Well, that's selfish. That's narcissistic. That's just, no, wait a minute. You know, as we've talked before, you got to, you know, you lose oxygen. You put your mask on yourself first. You got to understand what's driving you. And once you understand what's driving you, that, that top level, and it goes deeper and deeper. And, you know, the first meeting I have, we touch upon it. And then every meeting I have, I meet with my clients three times a year. We go a little deeper. We go a little deeper on it, yeah. you know, because because when you when you when you hear yourself say it and you hear your spouse or partner say it, the, 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 the top level, that's when the aha comes. I've seen it so many times where I've seen husbands break down and cry and wives look at the husband and go, well, that explains why you do what you do. See, we do this on autopilot anyways. Yeah. We just haven't articulated it for ourselves to hear and for others to hear as well. So long-winded answer there. It's all done by the financial roadmap. Uh, I am Italian. I'm going to put my hands down and stop. When I put my hands down, I'll stop talking. There, hands down. <laughs> You know, I'm not even Italian, but I've been told I talk with my hands a lot. So I, I, I definitely hear you because even I, I have to practice putting my hands down. But um, no, I like I said, I really love this because I feel when I talk to a lot of financial advisors, uh, consultants, you know, however you want to identify yourself, a lot of it is goal based. And to me, you know, even as a coach myself, there are goals we talk about, but for me, it's those habits and systems we put in place, but they're all about those values, right? And all about those needs and wants. And so it's so funny that you kind of take that same practice with you when it comes to money. And I think, you know, you read entrepreneur books, you read things like that, but they all talk about that system that you have in place to reach those goals, right? So we get really goal focused, but for us to get there, there's something we have to do on that daily basis and understanding what we need and want in those core values. So it's so cool that you have, you see that and you see that there is a difference when we look at it that way. Because for me, when I think about stress and goals and stuff like that, I think having that vision, you know, I want this, I want this amount of money. I want this amount of retirement. I want this type of life insurance, you know, X, Y, and Z. But that just seems so daunting sometimes just like looking at it going, well, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. You know, it's like the, that six pack, you know, you hang up on your wall, like one day I'm going to have that, you know, but it's daunting to keep looking at sometimes. So I like that you kind of have that self check-in. You know, I want to um, say something here real quick. I have a six pack. I just keep it on ice. So I just, I just want it known that um, it's, it's there, but it's nice and chilled. So, uh, you know, the, where you and I are very much in alignment in the work that we do, stress comes from a lot of times stress is financially related, as you identified in the very beginning. And I found that when I'm talking to my clients and I talk to them frequently, uh, one of the reasons I talk to them is uh, frequently is I want to get a heads up of what's coming down the pike. Uh, a lot of people in the financial services industry don't talk to their clients frequently enough and uh, end up hearing from the client after something's been completed uh, that something needs to be done. So for example, hey, by the way, did I tell you I sold that building the other day? 
great. Now that you sold it, now we have to clean it up. But if you had told me beforehand, we could have made sure that it was structured properly, either from a legal or a tax perspective. And, and so I talk to my clients frequently and I'm always checking in, always checking in what's going on because life likes us. Yeah. What's going on with them? And, and what can I do to represent them to their core values? Because I've always got in my head, if, you have, if your values are clear, your decisions are easy. So I'm always bringing them back or reminding them, this is what's important to you. Yeah. You know, when you deal with stress, if I, I, when you're bringing people back to their core values, you can literally hear if it's just on the phone or see if it's on Zoom, them relax. Yeah. They realize oh, wait a minute, this is why I'm doing this. This is what's really important to me. Yeah, this is what's important to you. So, so therefore, this decision is the one to take. I know you deal with a lot of business owners and I know you deal with a lot of employees of businesses and I know business owners want the employees to not be stressed. I mean, we want productivity out of the employees and we want happy employees and we don't want stressed out employees. And make, you make mistakes when you're stressed. <laughs> it's so true. It is, right? And so it's, you know, on one side, it's a selfish thing for the employer to want the employees not to be stressed. But then again, it's also life. It's human. I mean, I, as a business owner, I want my, I want my employees happy. Yeah. I don't want them stressed out over here because I can't have, I don't want them making a mistake with my clientele, you know? So, I mean, it's just the way it works. So imagine, imagine the employers out there who understand their own core values, who understand what's important to them, why they're doing this business. What is really, is it legacy? Is it self-fulfillment? Is it understanding God's work? Is it bringing you close to the universe? Whatever it is, imagine they get clear themselves and that becomes culture within the employee base. Imagine if they can if they can share with you, if they can get clear with you what's important to them, and then you can help them convey that into their employee base. So the employees truly understand, look, the boss is doing this because the boss wants to make a difference in the world. Or the boss is, what I hear frequently when I do the financial roadmap is, well, I want to do what God has designed me to do. I want to do what my fulfilled goals are, God, universe, whichever you're comfortable in saying. And, and imagine if the employee actually hears, oh, the boss is truly trying to do this, not being a jerk. No, I'm asking you to do something because if we do it this way, I fulfill on my goals, which, by the way, is making sure you're fulfilled. Imagine if that could get conveyed to the employee. Imagine (laughs) what the employee could do then and live their life. So I get excited about talking about this because, you know, when when you you talk about money, yeah, you identified it's goals. Goals always change. They always do. And it's good to align. It's good to have goals. You got to have goals. The goal, the, 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 the fulfillment of the goals is representation that you're really living your life according to your values, but align your goals to your values. I have so many people come to me and go, well, my financial advisor said, you know, I got these goals and I go, but why? Why do you have this particular goal? Yeah, I, you know, I did this thing and I, but I really wasn't fulfilled when I reached the goal. That means your goal wasn't aligned to your values. Yeah. Align them to your values. Imagine if the whole culture of the company could have this kind of a 
understanding. Imagine the impact that that company could make. Imagine what you can do with those employees and helping them be more productive, less stress. I, I put those two together. Again, I'll put my hands down. <laughs> no, I love it because, you know, it, what, and again, this is why I wanted you on here is because you bring life into the money. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but like, that's what it is. You know, money makes the world go round, all that kind of stuff, but you bring it back to them, you know, because I think sometimes we see the, like you said, goals, you know, Oh, I want the big house. I want the big car. I want the, you know, all this stuff, but it's like, okay, what, how's it lining with your values? Like, what do you really want? And bringing it back to that reality. I say, you know what I mean? And so like, you really bring the life out of it. It's not just like, all right, cool. You want that big house. Okay. So this is what you're going to do to get to that big house. But if it's not aligned with what I want, then I'm not going to be dedicated. I'm not going to get up every day and do the work for it. But like you said, that goes back to like what I do in the sense that employees, like how, why are they getting up every day and punching in the time clock, even though we don't punch anymore, but you know what I'm saying? But like, sure. you know what I mean? Like, why are you doing it? Right. And so having that check-in with yourself, but knowing what those values are. And so that's why I keep saying like, I love what you do because of that. Could you kind of dive in? So you said we meet three times a year. So what does like the three times a year session look like? So for clients who engage uh, my fully comprehensive financial services, look, there's five areas to financial planning, cash flow, investments, insurance, legal tax, right? Cash flow investment, legal tax, that's fine. So I had to double check. So uh, all five areas intertwine with each other. And what I do is make sure that all five areas are complete. Now I'm not a tax professional or I'm not an attorney and, and, and I, don't, I don't have a real estate license, even though a lot of my clients are in real estate. So my job is to make sure that those subject matter ex-professionals get the work done. Now, I say all that because if you're dealing with all five of these areas effectively, okay, there's no way it's all going to get done in one meeting. Gotcha. There's no way, right? Mm -hmm. It's way too overwhelming to deal with all the types of insurances, right? As a financial advisor, I'm a life insurance agent as well. I deal with a lot of life insurance. I believe in it. I like it. But there's so many other insurances. There's auto, home, renters, liability, uh, all these flood insurance, all these other types of insurances that I'm not licensed for. But I deal with subject matter experts who make sure that they're accurate and make sure that they're right for the client. And then you've got all the legal side. You know, if you're in a if, if, if you're a business owner, what's your estate plan? look? Well, if you're anybody, what's your estate plan look like? But if you're a business owner, especially what's your business continuation plan look like? There's a lot of legal documents that need to be in place that the subject matter expert, the attorney makes sure is in place. Same with tax, same with investments, all of these areas. Right. So what I do is I have a, I've been doing this a long time, a very structured program. I meet with clients every four months and each meeting is structured around one or a couple of these areas. So we basically have four months in between to get the work done. Okay. Okay. Is a way to look at it, right? So okay. let's say, and it depends with everybody where I start and which one I do first. Now, the meetings I, I say are structured and they are, but sometimes I see a necessity to get the legal work done first, or sometimes I see the necessity to make sure all the insurances are in place first, or maybe whatever it is, so that at that four month interval, we can make sure, okay. We ask the attorney, we ask the accountant, we ask the insurance agent, we ask the investment professional, we ask the real estate agent, whoever it is. Uh, uh, we gather this information. This is how it fits within the financial plan. And this is what we've done now. Okay, so next quarter or next four months, more than a quarter, next four months. Okay, 
we're going to focus on X, Y, Z. Yeah. And what I've discovered is that my clients, you know, they're all very professional, very big business owners. They've got a lot going on in their life and it's impossible to get all of this done within a meeting, as I said earlier. So, and then I'll be very, very upfront. Sometimes we don't even get it done in the form of interval. I mean, life, life sim, vacations, traveling, business issues, you know, and sometimes just not on their radar. And I just kind of have to drip. Sometimes it takes me a couple of years to get through everything. Sometimes I get it done in four months. Depends on the, how efficient the person is. Right. So that's that's the process. Uh, and then every year, lather, rinse, repeat. Because like I keep saying, life, life's here. So now what changed and what do we need to modify? Did the estate law change and we can modify the estate plan? Did your status change? Did you have an oops child? Did you have a planned child? Did you have a divorce? Did you have parents get sick? What happened from a legal perspective that we need to look at? Um, what's going on tax-wise? What, what changed in the tax laws? What changed in, in, in what we need to do with the tax professional to make sure that we're minimizing taxes and maximizing returns? What about the investments? Are the investments performing? Did they go up, they go down? You know, I'll say something about investments real quick. Look, there's four things that happen with the investment portfolio, just four. Right. You can either add money or take it away or the market can add or the market can take it away. I don't care which market it is. Real estate market, stock market, bond market doesn't make a difference. You have no control over where you're wherever you're invested. In. You have no control over where the market's going. And it's either going to go up or down on its own. You're not going to you're not going to impact the, 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 the market. Only the, you, the only thing you can impact is whether you contribute or you take away. That's it. And, and so we look at the end of the year and, and, we, and we evaluate what happened and then we start over again next year. What do we need to do next year? Did, did the market give? Did the market take away? Did you add? Did you take away? Are we still on target to reach these goals? And by the way, let's talk a little bit more about your values. Are we starting now to live more according to your values? Are you, are you, you know, th this, is, this is a mind shift, right? So uh, have you taken the time throughout the year to Take a breath, as you say, and represent yourself to your values so that when you have these difficult conversations, when you when you when they learn from you, honestly, and this is why it's so critical to work together, when they learn from you and they say, take a breath. I brought home the wrong stuff from the grocery stores. Example we, we've used earlier. Take a breath. What are my core values? What's important to me? She's had a long day. He's had a tough day. Shifts occur. Wait a minute. Yeah. What am I focused on? And then we can process from there. Does that make sense? I mean, it sounds long-winded. No, it does actually make a lot of sense. And like to me, this this super nutshell, because obviously you said a lot, which is good. You said a lot of good information. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, my God. No, it's good. We you need the elaboration because it's important to realize how in-depth this is. And it's not just a one phone call, but you explained why it's not just a one phone call, right? Because I think a lot of times you want that quick band-aid, right? And we, you know, like you said, we I'm on your, your YouTube live, we were talking about this earlier, is that like with the social media and things like that, we want that quick fix, right? But it's not the reality. And like you keep saying, life lifes us up. So these check-ins are so important because things keep changing, whether it's life decisions or, oh my God, that emergency happened, a pandemic hits, like things you just don't plan because you just don't think about it. And those, those check-ins, but I also hear accountability, 
right? So it sounds a lot like you're not holding their hands, but you're like, okay, in four months, this is your homework. And in four months, we're going to see where you're at. Again, it's not punishment if you don't get it done, but it's going to be like, why didn't you get this done? Okay, it's because pandemic hit, because the market dropped, because, you know, whatever the case may be. And you're going, okay, so now what can we do? Well, these were your values from this based on our foundation that we created. This is the action steps we can take. And like you said, there's a lot of steps that can happen in that process. And depending on who that person is, it could be a, a quick thing. It could be, okay, great. This is in and out, wave our hands, see you in a couple months. But some people are more in depth. And so I think that also goes into your awareness on what we need, but also shows your education on going, I know how to pivot because I've been in this business for so long and I've seen things, I've heard things, I've done things. I know what I'm doing. And I feel confident in that that you can be at this stage or you can be at this stage over here and we're going to keep your values and goals in line. And that's what I keep hearing. I think that's awesome. I really appreciate you catching that. You know, the uh, I just want to iterate this point and feel free to move on. The, the key is being proactive. The key is, uh, and, and, and I've learned this throughout the years, as long as I can, as I can be in communication and see what's happening in their life. That's why I talk to my clients frequently, text frequently. Hey, what's going on? How's it going? Sometimes they're called, Hey, uh, why'd you call? I just want to see how everything's going. You know, you guys have been working real hard lately, or you're opening up another business, you're opening up another location, or we, you know, are you looking for the land yet? Whatever the case may be, because that's where I think a lot of the financial planning goes awry is there's, decisions made without the advisor, whether it be the legal tax or financial advisors, um, knowledge. And we're here, I'm here. My job, I think, is to make sure that that we have the right subject matter experts brought in at the right time when something is proposed or something is shifting. And that's really kind of the art, not the science per se. No, I love that. It makes, um, to me, it makes it sound secure for when things do happen, because like we keep saying, life lights up. And I just, again, we just in the past two years, we can name a billion things that have happened. And so right. just saying, okay, I have that security. I have that something to fall down, someone I can lean on. Right. So I think that's, that's super important. And, you know, again, I really appreciate what you're doing. So my next question, yeah, the my next question is someone's listening and they're going, oh my God, core values, goals, the way he's talking, it is hitting home. I need to contact Peter. What is the best way someone can contact you? You know, really, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, uh, uh, I got a website and I'm catalanofinancial.com. Uh, you call my office line 832-696-0990. Uh, that's 832-696-0990. I do need to say this. Uh, all the information I'm providing here today is generic. Uh, I'm not licensed in every state. Uh, there are license requirements uh, from insurance standpoint and investment advisory standpoint, financial planning standpoint uh, in various states. So I want to be clear with everybody. You're welcome to give me a call. Uh, however, I may not be able to serve you. I'm happy to refer you into somebody in your state. Uh, but you know, having integrity at level of word is something I strive for every day. And I just want to be clear with everybody. I may not be licensed where you're at and I may not be able to help you, but I'm always willing to at least listen for a minute and see 
you know, who would be best for you over there. But please understand that this is a highly regulated and licensed environment or industry that I'm in. No, I love that you said that because to me, again, like what I hear is that I, can't, I might not be able to help you based on the state. And that'll be my next question. But I'm going to make sure you're taking care of because I think a lot of times what happens is, oh, sorry, I can't help you. Click. So to me, it sounds like I can't help you. But here is something that I can try. I trust or maybe know of or, you know, I'm going to support you again, just going back to who you are again, just saying what makes you different is that. So I do want to appreciate that. So what states are you um, legally allowed to work in? So I'm, I'm licensed as an insurance agent in, Cal- in, in Colorado and Texas. Okay. Uh, I'm licensed as a uh, state licensed registered investment advisor in Texas. Uh, I do work in Colorado. There's some uh, nuances with uh, working in other states. Some states, not all of them, some states allow me to operate uh, uh, with certain clients, uh, as long as I don't have more than three or four clients in that state, okay. you know, so for example, I have a client here and they moved to another state and they don't want to just get rid of me. Right. So, you know, there's some wiggle room there when it's appropriate, when it's right. But I predominantly work in the Houston, Texas market, uh, and the Colorado, I have great clients up in Colorado as well. Awesome. Um, I really appreciate you, you know, like I said, coming on here and taking the time. Like we've been on the phone for almost an hour, say from your podcast or mine. So I, I really do appreciate, you know, taking the time out. But before I let you go, I did warn you about the lightning round. Are Love you it. ready? Yes. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, that has to be um, uh, what, what uh, the cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of the name of it. Oh my gosh, lightning round. Now I'm nervous. No, I told you, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it simple. No worries. Um, if I gave you, so it's being the money person, what would be something, if no stress, you just like could spend some some type of money on it, what would be that one thing you're like, oh, I would love to buy X, Y, and Z? Oh man, taking the, the list. Taking the financial hat off, taking the financial advisor hat off. The list is long, but <laughs> I'm a, I am love the boat and I uh, used to have several boats, uh, ski boats. I have don't have a boat right now. That's the next thing on the list is picking up a ski or wakeboard boat uh, so that my kids can start enjoying what I absolutely love to do as well. And that is get on the water. Oh, I love that. All right. So that brings me to a question I haven't asked in a while. What would you name your boat? Uh, it's interesting. I never even thought of naming it. Um, in the, in the, in the world that I play in, I, I, I did some great water skiing, uh, uh, kind of tur- tournament water skiing, although I wasn't that great. I drove the boat better than I skied. Uh, but, uh, so we really don't name the boats there because everybody's kind of brand interested in the brand and the weight behind the boat. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have no idea what I would name it. But if I did, and it was like some fishing boat, you know, if I did that that road and you know put some boat down in Galveston Bay or something to go fishing or whatever, it would be some cheesy Italian name that you know some Stugats or Stunat or some some something dumb. <laughs> Not dumb. It makes you happy. Um, okay. So you have, you're married, you have four kids, you have your own business. Obviously there's some stress involved. Like it's all the time. Can't get rid of stress. Right. Yep. What is one way you relieve stress? You know, I uh, breathe, believe it or not. I know you said that in our podcast earlier and that breathing, I think is a real big thing that people forget to do. Uh, I think that uh, for me, yoga 
is where I like to go because uh, yoga, again, focuses back on the breath and creates a lot of isometric um, holds, which is challenging uh, uh, to do. So that and then the other way, again, if I can get on a boat and just go sit on a lake, I've done this uh, uh, back when I lived in L.A. before moving to Texas. Um, I lived in Los Angeles. I would literally just grab my boat, just me and drag it up to a, a local lake like Castaic um, up and uh, up and outside of LA. And I would just launch myself, hop on my boat, and I would just sit on the lake for, you know, two, three hours, just sit wow. on my own boat, whatever, you know, and, and then, you know, that just calmed me and relaxed me. So that's what I like to do. Love it. So you made me think of something because you are very aware and we, that's why, again, we keep connect, we connected so well. What is your bad habit stress? Like what's something like, it's like your, your vice. Yeah. Ooh, I don't want to go into all those vices because, you know, that could be publicly shaming. Uh, but no, I, I would say the bad one is when I really let it get to me wow. and I lose track of my core value. And, and I know it sounds kind of strange, but you know, practice what you preach. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I forget that I've got to represence myself and that's, I would say that's the bad one. And I'm, I'm Italian. So let me say this. My kids got me a shirt just a couple of Christmases ago, uh, that said, I'm not yelling. I'm Italian. So, um, the fact that my kids actually got me that shirt should say something about my passion uh, for things. As I like to say, I'm not yelling, I'm passionate. And after, you know, 15 years of marriage, my wife finally understood about two years ago that I'm really not yelling. I am very passionate for fellow Italians out there. You can probably relate and understand. Um, uh, but that would be my bad advice. I used to let it rip. I used to yell. Yeah. But now I'm really just like, hmm. I also have a uh, thing that I keep in, in mind. Uh, I really work hard to keep in mind. And that is, it's okay to have a thought you don't express. Ooh, I love that. Yes. So I frequently. Sometimes. Oh, I love that. That's a whole yeah. other podcast. But, I frequently um, do that. I love that. Um, Peter, again, thank you so much for just spending the morning together with me, coming on the podcast, having me on yours. It's, I'm just so excited. Um, please reach out to me either follow him on the social media. Everything will be created in the podcast notes or wherever you found this. So again, Peter, thank you. Thank you so much. More than my pleasure. Jessica, thank you for your time. It's such a joy speaking with you.